I'd much rather be in Bo's nice, uh, warmly lit apartment than in Crofton's blaring, sterile, hospital waiting room type living room. My apartment is more conducive to sex, yes. Yeah, well, it, Mike, if you want sex, go to Bo's. I might just do that. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit, the podcast where three guys take care of a baby that they happen to randomly obtain through a series of unlikely events. Speaking of which, uh, where's the baby? Can I be Tom Selleck? (laughs) I don't have the baby. Crofton, do you know? I'll be Ted Danson. Okay, well, we'll worry about the baby later. It's just a baby. We don't have, <laughs> who, we don't actually have to. Who's like... the other guy? Steve Guttenberg. <laughs> That's you, Bo. You're Steve That's Guttenberg. Bo. He's Steve Guttenberg. I'll take it. Um, okay, uh, joining me today is Michael Hodgins. Mike, say hi. He's not it's really Tom, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck for, for, or you can call me Magnum, I guess. Okay, Magnum. And also joining us is uh, Crofton Steers. You can call me Sam. Okay, Sam. And uh, I'm Bo Schwartz, and what we actually do on this podcast is review topics at random, and we don't worry about missing babies. All right, guys, how are you doing? What's the good word today? Uh, good, uh. Did, <laughs> what's the good word? I don't know. The I good word is you, energy. Uh, yeah, yeah. you both have had really busy days working hard uh, all day, making time. We're like 10 in the evening right now recording this because we got to squeeze it in when we can. Um, well, I've got a little bit of news. I am finally decided to fully commit to the cessation of smoking, uh, and I'm actually pretty miserable. I can't say I've worked hard like you guys, but um, if I start to get really angry for no apparent reason, that's why. Just thought I'd let you guys know. And Crofton, how, you said you saw Bo the other day, and you described him how? Uh, well, he, he, but first of all... First off, I want to commend Bo for what he's doing because quitting smoking has got to be really hard. Like, for instance, I'm I'm addicted to sugar, and if you told me I had to quit sugar, I'm sure I would find that. I'm going to try to quit sugar, actually. Brutally difficult. That's great. Um, <laughs> but uh, back to Bo, I I've been very impressed. But I I met him after a day. He went a day without smoking, and Bo was a pack a day smoker. So I mean, mm-hmm. a day with no cigarettes that's uh, that's pretty intense. And anyway, he looked. Uh, he looked rough. He looked. Uh, you said bit... he looked. The only person people you'd see looking worse than him were cancer patients. Ter- terminal Terminally cancer. Terminally ill. That, was there you go. That's what Ill. you said. I was trying to <laughs> yeah, drag yeah, it. Yeah. No, that's that's. <laughs> he looked horrible. I, I felt I will, terminally I will stand ill. Stand by that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's it's amazing that a drug that has no, uh, it doesn't do any no mood mood altering effects. No like. I thought buzz? it did though. I thought it was like That's, fuzziness. But you don't. You feel pretty normal and functional. Then the big issue with it is, is that you're just addicted to it. Like you just want it. It's a. Anno- it's actually annoying as hell when you sort of step away from it for a day and you're like, "What? I don't want this. Why, brain, are you telling me to have it? It's so irritating. Uh, chemical um, addiction. It's not like I'm going to have some sort of party with the pink elephants or anything like that. You know, it's it's pretty boring. Well, good Anyways, for you. That's a, uh, that's a major step. Yeah. Yeah. And, and part of it is making myself accountable, so I am shouting it out to the world that I don't want you anymore, cigarette man. Uh, yeah, it's also bad for the baby. We should we should make it uh, a segment on our show. 
Bo, smoke watch. That? We can say quitting, quit smoking. How's that going for you, Bo? And then I, see where you're at. I like smoke watch. We're you're sweating and like. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna try and do something. We'll make a fun little bumper, and it'll be like a two second thing. Good idea. All right. Smoke watch 2014. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, let's get a random topic going. How about that? All right. I'll fire up the machine. Speaking of smoke inhalation <laughs> problems. Yeah, we really should upgrade to like smokeless um, uh, engine of some kind. It's yeah, or at least vented properly. I'm probably my lungs are probably worse than yours. No. Um the topic today is punctuality. Which I guess which I guess in a nutshell is <laughs> being on time for things. Oh punctuality. <laughs> are you guys punctual? Uh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm horrible at punctuality. Um, yeah, you know, unless it really matters to me, I'm, of course, very punctual. But I think overall, it takes a great deal of effort for me to be punctual. So I would say that overall, no, I'm not a punctual person. I associate Crofton with not being punctual because uh, it, I don't know if we mentioned before, Crofton and I lived together for a bit in college many a year ago. And I was punctual, at least at the time. I was I hate being late for classes. And Crawford was always like and I kinda envied his like nonchalant, like, oh whatever. <laughs> I don't think he was super late for stuff, but it wasn't he you didn't seem too fussed about being five minutes late for class or Okay. I am probably the poster child for lack of punctuality. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily hide behind, behind it. Anyone who knows me would probably say that. For instance, um, my bus driver in high school, I was the first person he picked up on the bus. His name was Herbie. Uh, and Herbie would park the bus out front and he would honk like repeatedly because he knew I was still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and he would he would wait there, and my mom would open the door and kind of signal him and be like, he, either he's coming or he's not coming. And then I'd be like getting up and pulling on clothes. Like I grab whatever's on the floor and didn't smell too bad. The la- I had to fight the ladies away in high school, and uh, and then I would just roll onto the bus. And so and it was a rec- it was like a joke. Like if Herbie had to wait longer than five minutes, this is five minutes of a school bus being parked in front of your house. I'm feeling deeply connected to you right now, Crofton. So, I've had that exact. It's funny, first of all, how bus driver names are. My bus driver's name was Vern. Nice. <laughs> my my bus Herbie? driver's name was. Was Eddie? <laughs> Man, if you're a parent Thanks. out there and you're deciding on the name of your child, give some serious thought to some of the names that we just throw out uh, threw around here. If you don't want your future son or daughter to be a bus driver, uh, Vern, what is it, Herbie and Herbie Eddie are not. Eddie. Yeah, and Eddie wore Eddie. cowboy boots and he was like five foot two. Anyways, this is anyway, this is no, no, topic. but no, because the point I was feeling connected to Crofton because literally I would wake up when the bus was driving down the road and I would just dress myself outside on the way onto the bus and I wouldn't even really bring my school bag because I'd be so late for catching the bus. So I, I get it, Crofton. I get but it. yeah, it's funny because I didn't even think of say when I was making my greatest hits list of Crofton's punctuality problems sejep didn't even touch it and it's funny that mike brought that up because i'm like yeah i'm chronically not punctual yeah because um, that was i mean that's so i guess for you it's been a pretty much sounds like a lifelong 
And we should ask your mom when you, were you were you born at term? I bet you were like two weeks late. <laughs> like whatever, I like it in here. But but yeah, no, I it is it is funny because I I am I am not punctual. Uh, I feel I'm. It's weird because in a way I'm more punctual now than I ever have been. In that I'm always 15 minutes late. Uh, so so you're consistently, at, you're consistent with your lack of punctuality. Yeah, like I roll into work. I, I work from nine to five, but in reality, I roll into work at five fifteen. Uh nine fifteen. <laughs> oh wow. Uh at nine fifteen. And uh but to be fair, like I'm leaving I leave often around five thirty or something. So I mean it's not like I'm stealing time, but at the same time I'm I'm not punctual. Part of that is solely due to not being a morning person what about you guys like Bo we've covered Mike would you consider yourself punctual well it's funny I feel like I've had uh the almost role reversals with you in that I am you said you're you're now the most punctual you've been in your in your life which sounds not very punctual uh, but <laughs> but but, but it's, it's, you're moving in the right direction and and I am probably the least punctual I've ever been in in my life now and uh but for sure like i i I had anxiety around punctuality when i was younger and for sure in college like i was never late to classes i do remember that i hated being late for 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 i don't i I don't know what i got from it but it was almost like an anxiety issue i just felt like i like i need to be on time but i guess i guess you know that and part of maybe what should be well, part of what we're discussing here is what's the point of is the, is there uh, is there a good bet like what did I benefit from being on time in all those classes and what did you not gain you, you know because I feel like we both were able to complete college and so I feel like I didn't gain anything for being punctual you didn't lose anything for being not punctual really my sense is that punctuality comes in different uh, degrees of seriousness but at its core punctuality is honoring an agreement right so you know if if, if i'm gonna buy a book off you and, and you give it to me in good faith uh and then i don't give you the ten dollars you wanted to charge me for it that's annoying right that's not like in good faith or it takes me a year to give you the money so i think the idea behind punctuality like if you're like hey let's uh i don't know you're contracted for a job and you're supposed to get the job done in a week's time and it ends up taking you three months. Well, that's not very punctual. So you didn't honor your agreement. So I think at the core of, of punctuality is this idea of respect in human interaction. And well, I think some that's of us a bit have different. a hard time with that lesson because we're like, it's all good. I'm a, tr- I'm a funny, sassy person. I cover what I want. I'll learn it all anyway. But someone feels disrespected, probably. Um, yeah, I, I find... Uh... I, I do agree with what sort of what you're saying because because this is how where I find myself now and and I think the discrepancy that I make in my mind is punctuality in a way is is respecting other people's time right um, yeah. and and I feel like when we're for instance when we're we're podcasting now and when we're arranging a time for the podcast I take that very seriously and I want to be. I want to be on time or transparent with you guys because I value your time, just like I I value my time. But when I go into a class of people, like say 30, 40 people, especially if I'm not going to bother the – I don't value their time or the teacher's time. If I'm not disrupting them, if like – and that's that's a big thing. If I'm disrupting, then then I'm – 
it's it's unfair to them and and you know if i have a meeting at first thing first thing in the morning at 9 i'm going to be there at 9 but probably earlier and and ready for the meeting uh, but if I don't have a meeting at nine and I'm not really disrupting anyone, then I don't mind not being punctual. For me, it's all about punctuality is respecting people's time. And if I feel like I'm not impeding on other people's time, then I don't have an issue with it. And I actually then have an issue with people that make big deals about punctuality for no reason. I had this manager who like I did Everybody agreed I did a really good job at my at my last position at, at a position I worked previously. The one thing that you could sort of flaw me was I'd come in and roll in the door at 9.15 when my start time was supposed to be at 9. But it wasn't a job that we, I wasn't serving the public. It wasn't something – it was something really – I got my work done. Um, and you would think like that it wouldn't be a big deal. But it really was for this lady because she took punctuality extremely seriously. You start at 9. doesn't matter if you work till 5.15. So I was like, well, can I start at 9.15? And then she was like, no, you can't start at 9.15. You would, you would then just show up at 9.30, which, you know, maybe she's right. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think for some, I think where punctuality becomes a turnoff is for some it's this huge principle of life where – you know, you must always be punctual and there must be no variance outside of certain exception that always, I think, I think it's, it's that person it, that it's that character type, that the personality type that's always obeying the rules. So, you know, they're always quiet in the library, <laughs> you know, they're always on time. They always pay their bills on time. <laughs> they, 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 they have jobs. <laughs> they pay their well, taxes. They're a highly employable people. But um, there's a saying of George Bernard Shaw that I remember all the time that I love, and that's the world is upheld by reasonable men. And at the time it was said, it's a little sexist. The, up, the world is upheld by reasonable men. All progress, therefore, depends on the unreasonable man. And you could put man or woman in that expression. And so what that means to me is that people that have a hard time playing by the rules are those that are most likely to be catalysts for change. And, and that's way cooler to me than being the person that lived their lives paying their bills on time and having their job and being punctual. But those purse people are really irritating because you have to, you know, in your workplace, Crofton, you have to interface with them. They're a necessary evil of that bureaucracy that we talked about, which the whole bureaucracy falls apart if people don't do things that they're well, supposed it, to do. It's, you know? it's, it's, it's interesting, and one thing I I mentioned a little bit how I I used to be very punctual, and I said it was a source of anxiety for me. Yeah. And I I think that well, first of all, there's two ways to look at uh, being punctual. Like there's there's for your own self, and then there's how and other people like so Crofton's like when Crofton described that boss who was unhappy with him. There's two two ends of that story. There was her uh, expectations of your punctuality, and then there was your personal view on punctuality, right? And uh, and I think that when it's when it's your own self, I think a lot of it has to do with confidence. And I and I think that because when I was always punctual, I felt insecure about being late. I felt legitimate anxiety about 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 being late for classes. And I walk in and people would look at me. I just that's how I felt. And uh, Croft and I've always known you to be a pretty confident person, who I think is largely you know you walk into a class late, it meets your personal definition. You're like I'm not disturbing anyone. You don't feel bad about it. It's, you know it, it works. You have the you have the confidence to take those to take those liberties where where they make sense to take them. Um, and so so that's whereas I think so I so I, I see a correlation now. I'm a lot more 
um, confident than I used to be, and I'm sort of a lot less punctual, <laughs> a little bit like, Meh. Yeah. you know, you know, if something's like like you like you said, Crofton, I'm the same way. If something's important, if there's a meeting, I'll be there on time, that type of thing, uh, to meet those expectations that other people set for you. Um, but I find that in general, even with those, I feel like, eh, is this important to me? And if it's less so, or I don't feel like it's, I'll be like, no, nah, I'm going to show up when I when it when it suits me. Yeah, the the thing is though, and as I think about this, like because I had an incident today where I went I went to this uh, this event and somebody needed to be there at a certain time. I had an appointment at ten, okay, and then I got there and there's a little sign on the counter, you know, one of those ones with the clocks that said "back in fifteen minutes," and I had the appointment at ten, and I sort of you know based my schedule around it. I was supposed to be at work. I'd taken time off for this appointment. And the person wasn't there. And I was legit annoyed. I was like, this is dumb. I made an appointment. This is ridiculous. Sometimes like if I go to if I go to say Subway or something like that and there's nobody there's nobody at the cash or whatever. It's not necessarily the same thing as punctuality in that it's somebody maybe just went away for a second or whatever. But it's being where you're supposed to be at the time that you're supposed to be uh, I find when it's people in the service industry or whatever that I get frustrated by that. So in a way, it's hip- hypocrisy on my part because I, you know, don't necessarily value my own punctu- punctuality. Although I feel it's not harming people, and I think that's where I draw the line when I'm confident about something is because I'm confident it's not it's not disrupting or harming. And like you, Mike, I feel if I walked into a classroom and the teacher stopped writing on the board, turned around, gave me the desk stare. People turn around and are like, who's he looking at? Why did he stop talking? Oh, this doofus just walked in. Like, you know, I I would feel self-conscious about that for sure. And I'd feel like I'm wasting people's time. So in a way, like, and when I think about this show and I think good, bad or bullshit, like, I'm like, man, can I, you know, even though I'm not punctual, can I say being punctual is a bad thing, you know? Well, I mean, maybe one aspect, I, I feel like, in general, I've been I've been thinking about this fairly a lot or a lot recently. It's sort of like really broad view of things, and it's almost kind of Buddhist. Even though I would never define myself as a Buddhist, but you know, you think of Buddhism where they say all things are impermanent and things like that. And I'm, sometimes when I'm having a bad day at work, and I realize like. Uh, you know, like that just all things and like this is all nonsense, it's all constructed in a thousand years, none of this will be as it is. And it's it, people place importance on things that I don't know are that important. Uh, and so, I, and that gives me a sense of calmness, I find some sometimes. Uh, and so, so, some, so sometimes I'll think very broadly about like being late, and I'm like, you know, what, like, like, like when you talk about your boss, when you're 59, 15, you'd be here at nine. Like in in the context of your life, and you does, does that matter? Is that important? The answer is probably no. No, I, I agree with you completely on that front. When you're going to look back at your life, and you look at your accomplishments, at the things that you've done, you know that you were punctual, or that others were punctual towards you, seems very small. But it's also the and and then the expectations others place on you, because I think people who don't, who are very in their in their own world and their own perspective, and think that the all these things are are so important, and have these expectations of others, like a like a boss who's unreasonable about your fifteen minutes arriving late because that's her worldview. She holds it up and she expects it of 
of you as well. Even though, I mean, if you take a very broad view, it's probably a little bit irrational. Like you must be here at nine fifteen. Like, like, well, wh- I, I why can, I can. I can fill in that blank having been a supervisor. It's just, I think if you have, if you're, as a person who's in like a supervisory position, I think you are judged on the behavior of your staff and how much, you know, control you exercise and the behavior and how well you're working on them. And so I think it probably doesn't matter uh, if someone comes in at 9.15, and the big and small, they're getting their job done and I should be happy. But in some cases... It can matter, like that appearance. Like person, like you know how you felt anxious about whether or not you came in. Someone who's insecure, perhaps as a manager, would or or who just who has that expectation would on, not only feel that way about themselves, but about the people in their charge. And so that can kind of, you know, explain that. But I'm with you. I think if you do quality work and you're not a service based position where the timing matters because you have customers waiting. Then, then you know that stuff shouldn't be as important. I I just think though that that um, there are, we have to agree that there's sometimes that punctuality is just it it is important. I I think sometimes mm-hmm. like and, and I think the service industry is one of those. Like Bo, your job in particular, you're talking about you had operational hours. You're making a commitment to the public. And as soon as you do that, your staff have to honor that commitment. You have to honor that commitment. Just like if a store says it's open, I I, I go nuts when I go to a store and it, like I'm rushing to get there before closing. It's supposed to close at five and it closes at 445. I'm like, that's BS. You said you're open till five. I rushed here, you know, to make it. You have That sounds like you weren't punctual. You have subsequently <laughs> You're like it closes in fifteen minutes and I'm late. Well, I, like see, most people, you know, people work or in the case six or whatever. Like it doesn't matter if if a store has committed to opening its doors at a certain time. For me, that's it's it, it's like a breaking breaking of an agreement, and I think that's how people who value punctuality. Uh, um, it, they see it. They see it as you're sort of like, in a way, disrespect disrespecting them. And for me, I do find like for things like a store that would bother me. Also, if say I was in, I was at this training session last week, and one of this la- ladies was talking about a situation that she was having at work, which was that the there is it was culturally acceptable to arrive ten minutes late to a meeting. So they'd organize these meetings or in-house training sessions or whatever, and everybody would show up like 10, 15 minutes late, completely disrupt. Like there'd be a few core people that would be there on time, uh, and they were having problems dealing with it. And like, like I said off the top, if there's a meeting, I would be there on time because I, I would value that. I would value the importance of me being there. So I do think punctuality is important in key situations. I just think writ large, it's not as important as everybody makes it out to be because people have it as the be all end all across everything. When reality, if you're an adult, there's only certain situations where it's absolutely key to be punctual. Depends a lot, I think, on the job and on the and on the role. But we spend a lot of time focusing on the punctuality aspect as it relates to jobs because that's the suckiest aspect. I think one of the suckiest things a lot of people are going to do in their life is is work 40 hours a week and have to be there at nine. You know, I think if you have the kind of job where you're just meeting clients or you're doing different kinds of projects, um, that's probably a different lifestyle uh, than say. You know, just having to show up at nine, having, you know, I was in the call center industry. Punctuality 
doesn't matter just at showing up at nine, but your breaks are scheduled. When you go on break is important. How long you take on calls, how fast you answer. Um, we're actually very hypersensitive to punctuality. And then there are doctor's offices where you go into the waiting room and you wait forever. And they're so not punctual, but they're so in demand, I guess, that we, we have to wait. But, you know, there are aspects of our lives where punctuality is not the most important. Thing. But that's what, but see, I feel like that's almost an interesting point. Like when you go to see a doctor, you make an appointment and you always have to wait on the doctor. And, uh, and you say, why isn't the doctor punctual? But I think that punctuality does have its specific negatives. So <clears throat> if you're a patient in with a doctor, he's booked you 15 minutes or something like that, and he's got another patient, and then you go in there and he's like, oh, what seems to be the problem? And then it, you know, it's a complex case. If I was the patient coming before me, I would want the doctor to take the time he needed to to properly hear, uh, examine me, figure out what's going on. And that might take longer than a prescribed 15 minutes, and that bumps everyone else. But we live in this culture of like, oh, doctors are always late. I mean, I feel like I'd rather live in a place where people have time to to go a little late or to be a little late for other things because what they were doing just before you arrived or before they had to do something else was also important. And I feel like we're, we always sort of think what's important is now, now, now. And and there might have been something that was happening just just before then, that was very important as well. But we have no like forgiveness for that. Um, I mean, you Patience. know, we're thinking we're thinking about it in terms of like getting to work on time if you were just sleeping before. But right. honestly, that's kind of important too. Like you need to be well rested. Like I feel like you should get up when you're when you, when you're well rested. I mean, you should you should make a point of going to bed at a at a reasonable time. So I think that's where that comes into play. Um, but and Bo, I think you were talking a little bit about different things in work, and you know, we t- I think we all have friends, and I feel like it's almost most of my friends when I think, oh, so and so is always like, and if you have like social engagements, like, oh yeah, we're having dinner at like eight, and then nobody shows up really to eight to eight eight thirty or something like that, and then you think of the term like sometimes I go with people, and, and I'll be like, shouldn't aren't we supposed to be there at ten? And they'll be like, oh no, it's better to be fashionably late. Like when it comes to <laughs> When it comes to like social social sort of interactions, it's well more sort of lax and almost kind of like expected to be to be a little late. I think that's a good point because I think there's this uh, sense of nobody wants to be the first one. It's kind of funny because like the the same person that might be first at work every day doesn't want to be the doesn't want to be seen to be like first at a social engagement and part of that is i think due to the the optics they feel it, it might make them look like they're uh, d- desperate for the social company, you know, companionship or whatever, or that their life isn't busy enough that they can easily, you know, be on, be on time. I think, I think there's these negatives created or, uh, around the optics of, of, of social engagements. I think that's, I think that's interesting. I do think that like for, for friends, like I'm trying to, I'm almost better with friends than I am and family than I am with work. And part of it has to do with whose time do you most value? Because that's what punctuality is. It's about time value, valuation. And it, do you value your, you obviously value your time, but how much do you value your friend's time? How much do you value your coworker's time? How much do you value whatever? And, See, and for, for me, I much more, I value my friends and and family much more than I value, say, work stuff. But that's that's interesting. It comes back, it comes back to that sort of what I was mentioning 
earlier about what you're doing just beforehand because I feel like I'm often late sometimes for family engagements or for friend things but often if I think well, what was I doing right before, beforehand and it might have been literally some other social engagement like I was engaged in a conversation with my wife or a friend or something that I had been spending time with and I had to be somewhere else I told my parents I'd be at you know dinner at five and it's like five two and i'm like and this is just a big conversation and i and someone maybe has told me something i don't want to just run out on them so the value of time thing is not a hundred percent because i agree with what you say but you have to also value what you're you know sometimes i'm i'm late for things because i'm doing something else where i don't want to pull the rug out from under that person right i'm doing something which is important as well and it's going to make me late for something else but that goes to my credibility as well with the person who I'm with. It's like I can be like, sorry, I got an engagement, bye-bye, and run out the door, and then I lose credibility with that person in order to gain credibility on the on the other end. And I will tend I tend to favor being that finish finish what I'm doing now uh, organically and properly because even though I might be late for something that's next on my list of things to do, that's a new thing. I, I go up, sorry I'm late, and we start a new a new th- it's not a good habit, but I always feel like I don't want to just like devalue the person I'm with right. at the moment I, or their time. I I just think I agree with all all you're saying. I just think that like and again when it comes to punctuality and time, and we talked about doctors and all that. It, it's about it's about like you can make bookings and arrangements with your friends and family. Uh, I think it's just about how much you, you value their time. So for instance, for me. I value, like, I might be spending time with someone and then immediately going to spend time with someone else. But if I know I'm going to run late now, and this old Croft and honestly wouldn't be good at this, I will text them or I will say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be on, you know, I'm not going to be on time. Even at work, I actually do that. And it's funny because 9.15, I'm okay with. But if it's past 9.15, if it's like 9.25, I will send an email and be like, I'm going to be late. And, uh, and it's funny because... There's a good chance that nobody's even going to hit my desk. Nobody would even know that I was late. But for whatever reason in my mind, I'm like, okay. It's just about – I I feel that managing punctuality is about managing communication to a certain extent and people's expectations. So I think there's a way to have your cake and eat it too on that. I think that's that's true. And there's just one one more thing I want to bring up because I I don't know. We're probably ready for verdict soon. Uh, And it just occurred to me. But but again, it was – credibility and i think prof- professionalism in the in the work context people judge you uh and you gain or lose credibility and or professionalism on things like punctuality and and i feel like you know some of our discussion is like is that right or wrong but right or wrong that that is kind of how it is and and, and people will judge you if you're chronically late especially at work so i, I this has been a difficult one i'm not sure where i stand on this so I don't mind getting into verdicts, but I don't think I want to go first because I not, haven't decided yet. Okay, I can take a first crack. Yeah, if you don't mind, Bo, I think you know where you're at. I I don't either. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so punctuality to me implies commitment. So essentially, if there's no commitment, there's no need to be on time anywhere. So you've made a commitment, and I think generally speaking, living up to commitments is a good thing. So I'm going to say that punctuality is good. And I, and I will say that punctuality is kind of like, I don't know, learning an instrument or learning English writing. You need to know all the rules before you can know when it's appropriate to break them. So I think there are times where you'll make an educated 
decisions strategically or just selfishly to avoid being punctual and that you know you know the consequences of what that does if that's the case but overall i think if you make a commitment uh you're supposed to live up to it and it's a good thing i can't find anything wrong with it hmm. all right all right um i feel like Bo, you've you, you've dissuaded me. I'm gonna say punctuality is also good. And I was leaning a little towards bullshit because of the fact that I really do think we live in a society where people make mountains out of molehills constantly. Everybody thinks this little thing is so important. I think this is in all contexts, works, personal, otherwise. That really people make things seem so important that really are really not important, and they should just relax. A little bit. <laughs> That's how I sort of feel. But I've lived my life as a largely punctual person, and I'm only now kind of exploring the sort of slackerism that you guys have enjoyed since birth. And it's not bad. So, <laughs> so that's why I was a bit waffling. But I, but I definitely, yeah, I have to say it, it's a good thing. Reasons both said are, are very good. Uh you guys like you guys make good points, and honestly, like this whole time when you're talking about punctuality, and, and you think about, I, I mentioned all the times I've been annoyed by people not being punctual. But I would be literally the world's biggest hypocrite to say that punctuality is good. Like, I mean, that would be like, I mean, it, it, I like sugar. I love all sorts. <laughs> I love all sorts of sugar, like sugar, sugar beverages, sugar in food and all that. Do I recognize that sugar is not that good for me? Yes. Uh, w- when it comes to delivering a verdict – you know, I have to think about what my personal views are on this. And honestly, I haven't been punctual my whole life. Things have worked out pretty good for me. Uh, I'm pretty happy with how things fell. So on the other hand, I can't begrudge people for being punctual, even though there's a couple of people I think are kind of keeners for that shit. <laughs> so I've got I've to kind of go down the middle here and just say that punctuality is sometimes good, sometimes bad. But most of the time, bullshit. Crofton, you rascal. You endearing rascal who's always so so wonderful to be around but late and you frustrate me. But damn it, I can't help but like you. Yeah, all right. (laughs) I know how I am, Bo. I know how I am. Well, time is a human construct. But I think, yeah. Anyways, we all gave our verdicts. Two goods and a bullshit. Uh, Crofton... um, yeah, I'm surprised I actually called it bullshit, but uh, that's yeah, he was arguing pretty hard for the for for the good. It's like, but he the, the hypocrisy brought brought him back down to earth. I so. can't I can't be <laughs> such a hypocrite. There's just there's lines. Good you know? for you. Right. That's a lot. The personal responsibility there. I got personal responsibility for my actions. So speaking of personal responsibility, we're gonna take a walk on over to the mailbag. We got a message. It's uh, from my mom. <laughs> Hi, folks, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> number one listener. Yeah, our number one fan, my mother. Uh, she says, "Hi, guys. I have three friends that have indulged in cosmetic surgery, and all were at least a little disappointed with the results. And one was even botched, and they're going to have surgeries redone." Um, I don't see why they chose to take such risks, and I worry about the message they're sending to their families. I do believe there is a place for cosmetic surgery, corrective when accidents or defects have occurred can be life-saving, and some surgeries, although cosmetic, can help with other health issues like breast reduction, help with back pain. I feel cosmetic surgery is good, so her verdict is good, but what is bullshit is our acceptance of what beauty really is. Hmm. So, yeah. 
That was in line with what I was saying, I feel. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, well, I'd say we probably would all agree with that. I think it's a very balanced view. Yeah. But when you have to come up with one, you, well, really, really, she was talking about two topics there. So. But also the fact that, the fact that you know, she clearly had to have cosmetic surgery done to her, her child, Bo, uh, hey! <laughs> you know, to make him look like that, that she can't be against it. I mean, it would just be hypocrisy, just well, like what's interesting, in, in, in tardiness. What is interesting about her, her letter and knowing someone who's gone through it is to find out the fact that most people wasn't what they expected or sort of disappointed. That's pretty interesting uh, about doing it just for the aesthetic uh, values. I assume that's what her friends did it for. But. Yeah, because it's not like you can have a preview mode where you, it's like they mock up something in, in a program and it's like, it's going to look something like this and maybe like this magazine. And then you get it and you're like, you know, things, I don't know. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Anyways, yeah. thanks, for your, <laughs> thanks for your letter, Mom. It was awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And so if you want to email us uh, to let us know where our baby has disappeared to or you just want to talk to us on the subject of punctuality or something else, you can email us at our new email address that is more consistent with the rest of our stuff. Goodbadbull <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh, but both. Goodbadbull <laughs> at gmail.com. Which is also like our website. We have a new URL. It's also the same. It's goodbadbull.com. Just go oh, there. It's impressive. The same. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, follow us at goodbadbull. All you need to remember is goodbadbull, and you'll find us. No more 50 million but different it, But algorithms. it was so charming when each one of them was completely different <laughs> from well, the other. Well, I will say those all still work for now. So if you want to use some of our other names... Change your bookmarks, kids. Yeah. Anyway, so if you want to find out more about us, go to goodbadbull.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or just your podcatcher through RSS feed that we have. Uh, yeah. Check us out. All right, guys. Um, I think that about wraps it up. If our listeners want to find out more about you, Crofton, where can they do that? Hey, they can find me at Crofton Steers on Twitter, and I'm starting to use it a lot more. I'm starting to learn more about this Twitter stuff, so follow me. Yeah, he's on a real uh, social climb there, so you know, get on that. Uh, and Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find they you? They can find me in my home, which is located in the real world, unlike Twitter. <laughs> He'll be there punctually. Yes. Sometimes. All right. And if you want to find out more about me and uh, what's going on with my endeavors in smoking, uh, follow me at Bo Schwartz. Smoke Watch. My endeavors in, yeah. Smoke Watch 2014. Um, follow me there. All right, guys. Uh, on behalf of Mike and on behalf of Crofton, thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Say bye, guys. I think the baby's in Bo's beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I checked. It's not there. I like that he would check Yeah, Herbie was super sweet. He always had the Ottawa Sun up front, uh, which I didn't realize at the time was a piece of trash. It's a rag. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, it had the Sunshine Girl in it, and uh, <laughs> he would always tell me that if it was a good one or a bad one, or that's what... you got to learn those things. Yeah.